your faith. We have something we want to offer you as you leave today. If you're new in the faith or you're young in the faith and you want to grow closer to God, we have, a, we have an offering here. It's called Living in Christ. It's a beginner's Bible study, and it's from the Billy Graham Association. We thank them for offering it to you. If you came with somebody yesterday, or last, if you came with somebody last week who gave their heart to Christ, congratulations. You're now a mentor to them in the faith. And so if you came with them, uh, pick one of these up. I highly recommend that, that we don't do this thing called faith alone, that we do so with one another, and that uh, we can grow with one another in the Lord. So please uh, take one of these. These are free, and we want you to have them. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside privately and told them what, he was going, what was going to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die. Then they will hand him over to the Romans to be mocked, flogged with a whip, and crucified. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ has been taking us on a journey. We've been journeying to Jerusalem. Uh, Pastor Chad, a few weeks ago, started us on this journey during the, the Lenten season, the 40 days before Jesus goes to the cross and ultimately to the raises from the dead. We are looking at this journey to Jerusalem. He's almost there, but he's not there yet. We have been talking about experiences people have been having with the Christ, specifically during this time on his journey. As he leaves and he journeys back one final time to Jerusalem, make it be known. He knows why he's going to Jerusalem. And in this scripture, in Matthew chapter 20, verses 17 through 19, the scripture says that he actually takes the 12 aside and gives it to him straight up. Jesus Christ is going to deal with man's problem with sin, and it's going to be bloody. But behold, he will conquer death and hell three days later, and he will rise from the dead. This is the story of us. Today, as we continue on our journey to Jerusalem, we are going to look at one final miracle before Jesus has his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. That is, this triumphant entry is where we celebrate Jesus on Palm Sunday, and that's happening next week. Please come. Pastor Chad is going to have an awesome sermon for us, and we're going to see, and we're going to celebrate with the Christ. Hosanna. Glory to God in the highest. Today, we are going to look at the final miracle that he gives, or the final recorded miracle that he performs right up to his entrance into Jerusalem. I'd ask you to please turn to the Gospel according to Mark, Last week, we were in the Gospel of Matthew. If you don't know where Mark is, it's in your Bible, <laughs> and um, it's in the New Testament. Matthew is the first Gospel, the first book in the New Testament, and Mark is right after that. And I'm on page 1635. That's an old pastor's joke. And I'd ask you to please stand. Mark, chapter 10, and stand in the honor of reading God's Word this morning. Then they came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, 
were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he shouted, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Ah, I'm so excited. I'm excited because as, as I've been in this scripture all week, God has been, it's like a package. You don't know what's in it. And you start to unwrap this package. You know, you take off the bow and you rip the paper and you pull the top off and you look in. You think you know what you're getting, but you really don't have any idea. And for me, that's what the story of Bartimaeus is. I thought Bartimaeus, and the story of Bartimaeus was all about healing, but it's not. And this is what the Lord has revealed to me. This story is not about healing. It's about faith. Oh, how I long for a faith like Bartimaeus. I love this story. And as I read it more and more, and as I've lived in it all week long, God has been opening these packages to me. And I'm excited to talk to you about them today. The story of blind Bartimaeus is well known among Christ followers. I think it's funny that we call Bart blind Bartimaeus because guess what? At the end of the story, he's not blind anymore. So I guess it's just kind of hard to say the not-so-blind Bartimaeus. We call him blind Bartimaeus. And what an awesome story it is. As we read today, the interaction between Jesus and Bart gives us some examples that as believers we can pick out for our own lives. These are principles and promises that we can take for ourselves, and when we apply them, we get to experience some of the same things that Bartimaeus did. Examples of grace, of love, of redemption, compassion, faith, and wholeness. Wholeness in Christ. Doesn't that sound so nice? How many of us think and dream and wish for this idea of wholeness. It's like coming home. I know I do. Wholeness in Christ. Let's take a walk through this story together. Then they came to Jericho. Now, I thought this was interesting. I started to study a little bit. I called some of my theologian friends and I I did my work in the commentaries, and I, and I found out this, this is the truth about this part of the Scripture, is that the Jericho that Jesus has arrived and now is coming to the end of, coming through where he has his encounter with Bartimaeus, is the same exact Jericho that Joshua led the Israelites into and they had their, their great battle. You'll remember the story in the Old Testament. The Israelites were wandering around in the desert. 
They send scouts to check out the promised land, the, pro- the land that God has promised that they could have. They came back saying, oh, no, 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 there's too many giants. There's, there's just too much. There's ten of them that came back and they said, we can't do this. Two of them said, yes, we can. Joshua and Caleb, you remember the story? Well, they didn't have faith that God was going to allow them to enter the promised land to conquer these uh, giants in Jericho. And so they continued to wander around. The Lord allowed, made them wander around for, for, until, they, until they had the faith they, they could do it. And then Joshua, he leads his Israelites into battle. And how does he do it? Not with sword and kicking down the front door and, you know, Braveheart shouts of, yeah! But instead, God instructs them to do what? Walk around the city a bunch of times. Do you remember the story? And through God's instruction, the walls of Jericho that seemed impenetrable crumble to the ground. And the people of God take possession of what was promised them. This is the same Jericho. Jesus is traveling through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, and large means uh, big, right? We're leaving the city, the city being Jericho. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When we read this story, Bartimaeus' life is a beautiful example of God's promises. The first thing that just jumps off the page at me that I look at Bartimaeus and I say, okay, if this is a story from the Scripture that I need to try to apply to my life, the first thing that jumps off the page at me is this, that Bartimaeus was persistent. He was very persistent. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the people around him are like, shut it. Would you quiet down? You're embarrassing us. Jesus doesn't want you. Jesus isn't going to come to you. You be quiet. And Bartimaeus says, you're not going to quiet me down. You are not going to hush me up. And he screams even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Why? Why doesn't Bartimaeus just buy what the people are selling? Look, Bartimaeus, you're blind. He's a nasty beggar. You probably have bugs, fleas. You probably stink. This is Jesus. He doesn't have time for you. Know your place. So why doesn't why doesn't Bartimaeus buy it? Why does he be so why is he so persistent? Because there is no one else in this world that can help him. There is no one else. Bartimaeus is absolutely desperate. And he's not going to stop. I want to take a closer look at how Bartimaeus, how he addresses Jesus, because I think that this may be the thing. I'm not saying this necessarily is a thus saith the Lord, but it's interesting to me how Bartimaeus addresses Jesus. You've got to remember, Jesus 
He's got everybody now around him. Everybody. A crowd probably ten times the size of this that's here. They're all packed in. They're all moving forward. They're headed to Jerusalem. Next week, we're going to celebrate with them. There's a party. But they're coming through Jerusalem. They've got, they are on a mission. They have something they want to accomplish. And everybody wants to be with Jesus, right? Everybody's calling his name. Everybody wants to be touched by him. Everybody wants to be healed. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And it's got to be overwhelming. For someone with attention deficit, oh my word, it would drive me crazy. Would you stop talking to me? But Jesus is just marching through. And he's hearing. It's loud. It's obnoxious. It's loud. And Jesus stops. Because he hears something that isn't being said. He hears this. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This is something that he hasn't heard. This is something that is very specific. You see, Bartimaeus, he's been around the block a time or two. He's been around. He, he knows the word. And he knows what the prophet Jeremiah has said. Behold, the days come saith the Lord that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in Israel. What Bartimaeus understands is this. There will be Messiah. He will come for the people of Israel. And he now, in front of everyone around, in front of his friends, in front of those who are laughing at him, in front of the city of Jericho, doesn't stand up, but he screams out this, that Jesus is King of Kings. That Jesus is Messiah. And he's by... What he says is this, Hey, you, Jesus! I know you're Messiah. I know you're the King of Israel. They didn't have a king. They were being ruled, but they didn't have a king. And in that moment, Bartimaeus, titles Jesus King of Israel. Well, if I was walking through the shopping market and somebody said, King Mike, I might just go, ooh, you bet. Jesus takes notice. Out of all the hub, out of all the scurry, out of all the chaos, through Bartimaeus' persistence, Jesus hears a little blind beggar through the crowd. Jesus stopped and said, call him. I love this. How many times do we go before the Lord and we petition him? Oh God, hear my prayer. Oh Jesus, are you there? Oh Jesus, and how much we would love to see Jesus standing before us saying, I'm here. Get over here. What's going on? I love this. Call him. So they called to the blind man, Theraseo. I had to look it up because it's just goofy. I read the scripture and I'm like, all right. So they called to the blind man, cheer up. Hey, big boy. Cheer up. The Greek word here, the, the Koine Greek word here is Theraseo, which literally means um, be of good cheer, but, but there's more to it. It's have courage. Bartimaeus, have courage. This Jesus who you just have been crying out to is taking notice. So they called to the blind man, Theraseo, on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet. 
and came to Jesus. Oh, Bartimaeus, you teach us so much. Bartimaeus immediately responds to Jesus' call. Bartimaeus, you can write that down, it's really good. Bartimaeus immediately responds to Jesus' call. The blind man has been sitting and begging probably his entire life. It's the only way he knows how to survive. There are no blind schools back in Bartimaeus' time. There is no way for him to get an education. There is no way for him to join the workforce. This is his life. He gets put out there every day. And he puts his hands out. And through the mercy of other people, he then gets some kind of, of wage to live on. This is his life. And yet he, he's crying out to God in his desperation. He knows his own situation. And he knows that there's only one person in this universe that can change it. Cries out to God. He immediately responds when Jesus calls him. I, I, there's something in here in verse 50 that I took notice of because it's just... Um, excuse me, one second. I get a little excited. I don't know if you could tell. Verse 50 says this. And if someone could get me a tissue, I'd greatly appreciate it. Verse 50 says this. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk about something that's like, you're going to go, duh, Mike. Okay, so wait for it. Here it is. <clears throat> My families are so helpful. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out the obvious here just for a second. I, yeah, I guess not. Thank you. You with me? Right. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Now, here here's the obvious. <clears throat> beggars, poor beggars. Thank you, love. My family's awesome. You are dismissed. No. Beggars don't have anything. Poor beggars don't have many possessions. You hear me? Poor people don't own much. And in Bartimaeus' day, they don't own hardly anything at all. Verse 50 blows my mind. It says, throwing his cloak aside. You have to understand, during this day, and even today, cloaks or coats, if you will, are, are, are really, really important. Cloaks during Jesus' time kept people warm at night. This may have been his only blanket. <clears throat> A cloak for Bartimaeus may be the thing that shades him from the sun all day. Now, we've watched the Jesus movies, right? And Jesus is usually walking through somewhere warm, and you're just... It looks horrible. I mean, it's like everybody's sweating. Bartimaeus is wearing his cloak during the day to shade himself from sunburn, from sunstroke. This cloak is important to him. Cloaks also help a person kind of just kind of blend into the crowd, kind of kind of protect themselves. It was something of great security for Bartimaeus. And yet, when Jesus calls, it says that Bartimaeus jumps to his feet and he casts aside his cloak. Meaning this, he is blind. He cannot see. There is a crowd, a great crowd of many people. He's saying, 
I don't value this as much as I value Jesus. I am going to set this aside and not allow this thing to become a boundary or a barrier, if you will, between me and Jesus. That verse, verse 50, has great significance to this. Jesus calls to Bartimaeus and he responds immediately, not allowing any of his possessions to come between he and Jesus. And that's powerful. And yet Jesus calls to Bart. He throws aside because he values Jesus more than his cloak. Bartimaeus immediately responds to Jesus Christ. What do you want me to do for you? You know what I love about this? Is that Jesus already knows what he wants. He's God. This isn't 20 questions. Jesus isn't playing games. What Jesus is doing here by asking, what do you want me to do for you, is he's saying this, I love you. I value you, and I want relationship with you. So instead of me just snapping my fingers, healing your eyes, and just going on, I'm going to take time to be with you. Come here, Bartimaeus. Come in here. I do care about you. I, I am busy. I'm headed to Jerusalem, but I'm not too busy. I stopped, and I'm calling you over here to be with me. What is it that you want me to do for you? And the blind man says what we expect him to say. Rabbi, I want to see. He's a desperate man. Eyesight will mean not just being able to see, but being able to work, being able to have a family. Jesus said, go. Your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Bartimaeus has incredible faith. I told you this. I've read this story over and over and over again. I always thought blind Bartimaeus, the story of blind Bartimaeus had to do with about healing because it's a pretty cool thing. Jesus heals this guy. He's completely blind. Now he can see. And the Lord revealed to me this week that it's not a story about healing. This is a story about faith. Why? Because Jesus himself says it. Jesus doesn't come over to him and place his hands on him. Jesus doesn't come over and make eyeballs. Jesus doesn't sprinkle fairy dust on him. Jesus doesn't do a dance. Jesus isn't doing anything charismatic and crazy. All Jesus does here is speak. And the words that he speaks are life and healing. He says this, go. Your faith has healed you. What incredible faith Bartimaeus has. What is faith? We throw these words around in the church like we, like we got the dictionary when we got saved that maybe went through some kind of confirmation and there's a dictionary of theological terms and we just automatically know them. But I can tell you this, it's a word I've struggled with. What is faith? If faith is the thing that healed Bartimaeus and it's something that obviously Jesus quite values, what is it? Hebrews 11, 1 describes it beautifully. It says, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It's confidence in what we hope for. What do you hope for? Do you have things in your life that only Jesus can help you with? The only things that, that Jesus can provide for? Faith is having the confidence in what you hope for, that God's going to hear you. And it's assurance about what we do not see. I had a 
conversation with a friend this week. Mike, do you ever question? I mean, do you ever try to fathom God and try to? I mean, is this? Is it, you know, do you ever just ask yourself, okay, did I um, jump on the right ship? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, I question. In my humanness, sometimes in dark days, I wonder. But here's where I'm at: is that it is by faith, God's power comes. It is by faith that God did the healing. And faith is this, confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So oftentimes we we want something tangible. I'm not going to believe in God if I can't see him. That's not faith. If we can see it, it's not faith. Faith is me putting my trust in a God that I know is there that I believe in this book and what it says about God, even though I may not hear from him with these ears or see him with these eyes, that is faith. And some of you are saying, but I have seen and I have heard, and I believe that comes with, on this journey of Christ as we, as we listen. Now, I, I, think, I think Christians struggle with this one. I really do. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. After his healing, I thought this was interesting. Bartimaeus is healed, and instead of going back to the mat to continue to beg, back to the corner, or running down the road to, to be with family, the scripture says this that Bartimaeus followed Jesus along the road. And I I guess I, I think as I as I think on these things and I dream on these things, I think I think he was there as they entered Jerusalem. I think Bartimaeus joined the crowd, grabbed a palm branch, and started waving as they hit Jerusalem. It doesn't say that he stopped to pick up his cloak. It doesn't say that he... It says he followed him. Bartimaeus has incredible faith. As Christians, we can look at this, this little blind beggar from the New Testament and principles that we see through the scripture and we can apply them to our lives. Bartimaeus was persistent. As Bart was persistent, not letting anyone hush him, shut him up, we too need to be persistent. Our relation, listen, if you don't get anything out of what I say this morning, I want, I want you to hear this. Our relationship with Jesus should be our number one priority. I'm going to say it again. Our relationship with Jesus should be our number one priority. We should be crying out to Jesus daily with prayers of praise and petition. We should be drawing near to Him as He draws near to us. Do you have a need that only Jesus can provide for? Then keep calling Jesus. You keep calling on Him and calling on Him and calling on Him. If you have an affliction in your body, you keep calling on Him. If you have a loved one that, that is just hurting, you keep calling on Jesus. I will, I, I, don't, I don't buy this. I've been, I call on Jesus for the things in my need, that, that I need, and I'll have people say, well, you know, sometimes life just is the way it is. Yes, it is, but here's the thing. It's not what the Scripture says. It's not what the Scripture teaches. It says, I will have hope, and I will have confidence in this hope. Why? Because I put hope in Jesus Christ, and that's what we need for our lives. That's why I keep crying out to God, and we should just keep crying out to God. Bartimaeus immediately responds to Jesus, and we struggle with this. Christians in America struggle with this, and I, and I think I know the answer why. 
we pray and we cry and we cry and we pray and we snot coming down our faces and on our knees and we lay on the ground and we put our fists on the carpet and we're just crying out to God and then God calls to us and we don't respond. I've seen it over and over and over again in my life and the lives of people I love. And I think there's a couple reasons why. One, and I think this is the biggest one, we don't know it's God that's calling us. We don't recognize His voice. We don't know it's Him because we don't spend enough time with Him to know Him. And the only way that we're going to understand and hear God's voice is by spending time with Him, by reading His Word, and by praying. And it takes, a, it takes time to know God. And yet, some people do. They hear and they know in their hearts and they respond quickly, but I think a lot of times we just, we're so caught up in the negative, we're so caught up in the cry that we don't take time to stop and listen to God's call. But the other reason I think is this. We don't like what God has to say when He does call us. We cry out to God, save me! And when He gives you the plan that He has for you, or the plan that He has for me, I reject it. Why? For whatever reason, it's not convenient. It's not the plan that I have. And yet what Bartimaeus teaches us, Bartimaeus teaches us is that when Jesus calls, we need to respond and we need to be a people that hunger for that. That hunger for that. Cry out, cry out, and then respond. Bartimaeus has incredible faith, and I'll be honest with you, I want incredible faith. I want to trust Jesus like Bart does. Bart doesn't think Jesus can heal him. Listen to me. Bart doesn't think Jesus can heal him. Bart knows that he can heal him. That's the difference between faith and incredible faith. An incredible faith that says, I know my God can do this. He does. What do you need Jesus to do for you this morning? We all have something. There's, we all have something in our lives. What do you need Jesus to do for you what in your life do you need Jesus to accomplish? Do you have a serious financial hardship that you don't know? There's just, I've been there where it's not a physical thing, but it's, a, it's almost like a spiritual thing. It's like it's crowding in. I don't know what I'm going to do. A panic, if you will. I don't know what I'm going to do than run to Jesus. Do you have a physical ailment? We know about this in my home. Do you have something that is just every day it's a pain or every day it's a certain illness that you just can't deal with one more second? Run to Jesus. Do you have loved ones that need a touch? Loved ones that don't know Jesus? Children that have strayed from the Lord or have never met Him? Parents that have strayed from the Lord or have never met Him? And they desperately need an encounter with Jesus. And I say, you run to Jesus. Whatever your problems may be, run to Jesus. Jesus wants to hear your requests. He does. And He doesn't always answer, I'll be honest, He doesn't always answer the prayers the way I want to, want Him to. Sometimes I ask for very specific things and God answers in a different way. And you know what? That's okay because here's the deal. What we learned last week is, is Jesus is in charge. He gets to set the rules. And so if we come to Him with humble hearts, He will hear our prayer. I believe that. Run to Jesus. He also doesn't always answer our prayers in a timely manner. 
at least not my time. But he does hear us. Today, I believe, is a a day of victory. Yes, for Bart, but also for us. I want to challenge all of us today to run to Jesus. Call on him with persistence to immediately respond to what he has to say. Just call on him, go. And to have faith that our Savior can be trusted with your burden. This morning I want to do something a little bit different. Normally I like to close this day out in prayer and I want to I bless you with a benediction as you go. This is the benediction for today. I'm going to open up the front. I'm going to ask Miss Greta go ahead and, and start playing some music. And if you have a need that only Jesus can help you with, I want you to come down here. I want you to pray. This is just a quiet place. Now you can pray where you're seated. He'll hear you anywhere. If you want to run to Pizza Hut and pray there, he'll hear you there too. But we want to open up this, this front spot just as a, as a quiet time of reflection, prayer, petition, praise. In the morning, run to Jesus. Bartimaeus has taught us some things here. And I think that, that we can have these kinds of experiences with Jesus just like he did. So we open up this front Um, If you want to be anointed with oil, I'd be happy to do that. If you want me to pray with you, I'd be happy to do that. I know Pastor Kyle's here. I know others. um, They're awesome prayer warriors. If you want to come and pray, I'd I'd invite you to. But just for a time of quiet reflection. And then, if you're good and you want to go, just quietly go. Father God, Thank you for Bartimaeus and that he was obedient to you. Oh, God. This Bartimaeus, Lord, who is this, this simple beggar man who probably didn't smell very good and who, who probably had fleas and, and people didn't like him. He wasn't popular, Lord God, but he was popular enough for Jesus for him to stop and to call. Oh, Lord, this, the story is just so beautiful not about healing so much as it is about faith. Oh God, that we would have Bartimaeus-sized faith, that we would put our trust in you, that we would truly put our trust in you, and that we would have confidence in this hope, and that we would be assured of the things that we can't see because you're the same. You're the only one that can do this for us. There's no one.